hush fell over the room. How's everybody doing today? I know you're just waiting for me to say something, and this, I, I love that, but let's not get too quiet. Come on, how's everybody doing today? It is, in fact, the last week of our Asking for a Friend series, which, as Pastor Choi has already so well laid out, means that next week it's here at the movies is here. And if you call Resonate Home, this is a series for people who are close to you but far from God. And I'm just so excited. You're like, well, what is at the movies? You know, this is the first time we've done this. So you're like, what, what are even people showing up to? It's just going to be regular services, but there's just going to be lots of fun stuff going on. We're going to have popcorn. hey oh, You need some popcorn in here, right? Uh, and so you're going to have popcorn, just like in church eating popcorn. I love that idea. And then we're also going to have um, some of our, our builder guys. They're building a movie lot for us in the lobby. And so we're going to have characters from movies taking pictures with kids. It's going to be just get crazy. And then we'll have in the messages, which will be regular messages, Bible-based messages, but we're going to be using clips from different movies. And next week, we're kicking things off with Star Wars Rogue One, baby. Star Wars week to start us off. We, uh, we were taking some promotional photo- photography this morning when we were in here with our team worshiping in the front just in our pre-service rally. And we had Star- uh, Darth Vader was at the front with a lightsaber worshiping. It was one of the coolest things. I'm serious. You've ever seen. It's just like, it's so good to see Vader in church, right? Like you just know that guy needs to be here. And so it was really good. I'm excited about that. So grab these invites. As Pastor Troy said, they're, they're uh, in your little Connect um, package this morning. Grab these invites. Take them home. Remember two services next week, and I can't wait for at the movies. I also want to celebrate, before we get into the message today, something that you did this week as a church that, again, you might not even have known that you were a part of, but because of your generosity as a church, we had the opportunity this week to start back up our weekend backpack food program for elementary school students at both Mountain View Elementary and Walton Elementary, and um, these are families that uh, there's actually food programs in the schools during the week take care of these kids but they've been identified as the administrations of there's 22 kids that the administrations have identified in these schools that um, would be at risk on a weekend of not having enough food and you know even just to say that even as I think about that it just it just gets you as it should and so how great is it that we get to pack 22 backpacks every week, take them to the school, and just be able to send these kids home with food. Come on, somebody. So you were able this week, because of your generosity, yeah, go ahead. Well done, church. Well done. And we had it, we packed them, it was the first week, and so we packed at our house this week, so this is what it looks like to do a little pack. There's the girls helping out, and, and Lency really got into it. She was really wanting to load them up with candy and, and things. But look at that. Get that snack pack in there for... So good, and what an honor it was to to be able to be a part of that. And now from here on, the rest of the school year, this is going to be packed every week by our Resonate Group leaders. And so can you just show some love to our Resonate Groups for just getting involved in this project? Come on, that's you again. So as we said, this is the last week of Asking for a Friend, and this series has been about questions that really all of us have, but we really might not want to own up to asking or saying that we have. And in week one, we talked about depression. How can we deal with depression in our lives? And it was an important question. And if you're looking for, uh, if you or someone you know is dealing with that issue in your life, you can find these messages always on our website or on our podcast. And then in week number two, we talked about how do we deal with difficult people? We've all got difficult people in our lives. And if you don't have anyone difficult in your life, that's because you are the difficult person. And so... <laughs> So that's week number two. And then week number three, 
<laughs> Week number three, uh, we talked about how we deal with stress. And now today, this is the number one question that I get as a pastor. This is it. This is the very top. Whenever I ask someone, how can I pray for you? This is pretty much always what I'm going to hear as part of the answer. People will say, I just need some direction. I need to know what to do in this situation. I'm dealing with something and I'm pretty sure that I don't have the answer. I need some Really what everyone is asking is this question. How can I hear God's voice? And so this morning I want to start us off again on this long weekend. Such a great, great looking bunch. Y'all like, y'all dress up on the long weekend or something? Like you look fresh. You look good. You don't look like a stale group today. Sometimes, that was last week. Everyone was looking a little stale, but you look fresh, you look ready. Uh, I'm going to start you with some good news today. God speaks, and God is speaking. I love that from cover to cover in the Bible, verse number three, God spoke. End of the Bible, seven messages specific to seven different churches. And when God speaks, here's the, here's the thing. When I say that, you're like, a lot of people would think, and I, I get it, Oh, I get that God speaks, he's God, and he would speak, but he wouldn't speak to me, and I've really never heard God before. You know, I'm just one of seven billion, and so how could I hear from God? But I want, to, I want to let you know today, maybe you wouldn't agree with this premise, but I hope you do with me by the end, that God speaks, and he doesn't just speak generally, he speaks specifically. The Bible says he's got a plan for you, like you, specific to you. He knows the number of hairs on your heads, the Bible says. Come on. He's got a plan specifically. He's mindful of you today. He knows that you're looking fresh up in this room. He knows where you are. He's got a plan for you. God wants to speak. Well, then the question that I think most of us would have, so many would be, well, then why can't I hear God? Because I try. I feel like I'm trying to listen. Then why can't I hear from God? And there's this parable Jesus tells in Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, and at the end of the parable, he says, he who has ears, let him hear. And so what I believe Jesus is saying is that you know, God, the good news again, God is speaking, but there's some sort of hearing issue that we can have where we can't actually hear from God. And he who has ears, so there's some sort of conditions that we need to take care of so that we're actually able to hear from God. How many would say there's somebody in your family or you're married to someone who from time to time, they, don't, they can't hear you? Come on, let me see your hands across the room. Why is it the women with the hands up? <laughs> Largely a female response to that one. I don't know, uh, guys, what it is. You know, I think, guys, we do have this ability, whether you want to call it, ladies might call it an inability. I'll refer to it as an ability sometimes to hear but not be really hearing what's going on. Like, I think there have been hundreds, somewhere between, I'm going to say like a hundred and a thousand times, this has happened in our marriage, in our house, where Rachel has come down the stairs and she said, hey, didn't you just hear me talking to you? And you know, the funny thing is when she says it, I'm actually have this vague notion. I actually heard her voice, um, <laughs> but I didn't hear on the level of hearing. Like she was in another room. She was somewhere else in the house. Like, unless you're in my space, I can hear your voice, but I'm not really hearing, isn't it? And this is, I think, how a lot of us hear God. Like, we sort of vaguely hear something going on, but it doesn't seem like it's for you, and it doesn't seem like it's close enough to you that you can listen. So come on, how do we dial in the message a little bit so we can begin to hear from God? And that's what I want us to talk about in, as we walk through this parable. Because, you know, maybe you've never taught, you've been around church, maybe you've heard this parable. It's a famous one. 
But maybe you've never heard it taught from the perspective of hearing. This is all about hearing. This is a parable on how you hear from God. Jesus said at the beginning of this parable in verse 5, he says, it's like, it's like a, a guy went out and he sowed some seed. And he was just, he was sowing seed. He was just constantly throwing seed. And then he gets to the end and he explains it. And he says, that seed, what was that seed? That was the word of God. So it's God's voice. God's constantly throwing out the sound of his voice. He's constantly giving direction. He's constantly wanting to plant his word right into your soul and into your heart. That we've got some conditions where we just sometimes can't seem to hear. And so this morning, I want to journey through these four different kinds of soil that we find in this parable. Really, all a parable is, is it's just a story to teach a principle. Jesus is wanting to teach us about hearing. So how do we get our hearts ready to hear? Come on, somebody. I believe before you leave here today that God could actually move your heart to a place of receptivity where you could even just feel like, man, you know, I feel for some of you that today before you leave the place, you'll actually feel like you, you could hear a bit more from God. So I want to begin in verse number five, the beginning of this parable where Jesus says, again, a sower went out to sow seed. And he says, as he sowed, some fell along. This is the first condition, a path, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. So that's picture number one. It's this path, and it gets walked on all the time, and so it's packed. And so it's interesting, right, because it's, it's dirt, it's ground that would have the ability to hold a seed and to grow it, but because it's hardened it's not able to receive the voice or the word of God. And so condition number one where we can't hear God's voice is if we've got a hardened heart. That's the first way we can't hear from God. Now I want to illustrate this in ways that we find practical and that you can maybe connect with. And so I'm going to use these first couple ideas I'm going to illustrate with our girls. They're, they're princesses. They are beautiful, they are cute, they're all those things, but sometimes they're hard of hearing. And so I'm going to help illustrate these points with our two girls, our four-year-old and our two-year-old. So the first one, the hardened heart, God bless her, I uh, love her, our four-year-old, Avia, sometimes demonstrates this principle. Avia has, if you will, um, three different levels of anger. There's three levels of mad when it comes to Avia. This level number one is, Lency, give that back. That's level one. And when Avia is level one mad, I can say something to her from across the room and she will turn and look at me and listen to me. Avia on level one can still hear from across the room, she'll turn and listen. Now then there's level two. Lency, give it back. It's level two. Uh, when Avia is level two, as I quickly realize I need to get in front of her. She's not going to hear me from across the room. If I just call, no, she won't hear. i got to run across the room because I know we're getting to level three quickly. I'll run across the room, and if I get right into her face and look right at her, she will look at me, she'll listen to me, and she'll respond. If I catch her on level two, it's all good because she'll listen from face to face. But then there's level three. Oh, my I don't even want to wreck my voice. we got two services coming next week. I'm going to preserve my voice. I want your help with level three. So on the count of three, what I want you to do is yell, uh, give me Elsa on three, okay? Give me Elsa. That'll work. On the count of three, as angry as you can. And some of you are like, I'm not going to do it. It'll feel good. Just trust me. On the count of three, give me Elsa. One, two, three. Give me Elsa! Oh, Lord. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I just cannot believe Pastor Troy from the front row actually scared me. I'm scared. 
<laughs> is, uh, yeah, pent up anger or love for Elsa, one or the other. <laughs> oh, so good. So that's level three. And now when Avia is level three, when Avia is level three, I can get up right up in her face and, and I can be like close face to face and talking right to her. When she's level three, the eyes are closed. She's screaming. I could be in her face talking and she can't hear me. Some of us, this is the reason we can't hear from God. There's a hardness to your heart that, listen, if God got right up in your grill and looked you in the eye, you still couldn't hear God. It's hardness. What's hardness of our hearts look like? We are not the church that says, you messed up, dirty, filthy sinner. Like, that's just not the language we use around here because that's just not how Jesus talked to people who were far from God. But come on, can I say something to you? The devil will stop at nothing if he can just harden your heart with some, some sin issues so that you can't hear God's voice anymore. Jesus said this path, when it gets hard, then the, a bird comes along and snatches up what's there. Well, and then later on he explains it, says that's like the devil coming and just like steal that voice of God away from your heart. Stop at nothing to get you to fall into some sort of sin issue. And I understand we live in a culture and maybe you're brand new to church, and you'd say, man, sin, like, I, I'm okay with this whole idea that God loves me, but just don't go to that whole sin part, because that's just, that's the part I don't connect with. And, and, I, and I get it, right? Because the idea, everyone wants to have an open heart. So the idea that something could be morally right or morally wrong on an issue that people disagree upon is really difficult in our culture. I, I get that. I understand the idea of open heart, open mind. I, I understand that. But I think what Jesus is saying here is that if you're really going to have an open heart, if you're really going to have a soft heart towards the world around you and people around you, it actually takes hearing from God on the things that can sometimes harden your heart. That's why James writes this in James 1.21, says, get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. Why? Because then you'll be able to, James says, accept the word. You'll be able to receive God's voice. And I think James is actually referencing the words of Jesus because he goes on and he talks about how, how God wants to plant his word right into your heart. Again, it's God's word. It's God's voice coming to your heart in the form of seed. And God wants you to be able to receive it. So how do we, how do we receive it? James says the exact same thing Jesus did. Well, there's just probably some stuff in your life that you need to get rid of if you're going to be able to hear God's voice. And I ask you this morning, is there, just, is there something in your life that's just hardening up your heart? Some issue where you know you're just not right with God. Today, I just really believe God's speaking to us all. Come on, the starting point, if we're going to hear from God, he's going to soften your heart. He's got to soften. He's got to, he's got to put his finger. And I don't need to be the one in the room to tell you this morning what that thing is. No, the Holy Spirit's here. Lead you, speak to you, draw you closer to God. Speak to your heart. Say, hey, no, come on, I want to soften your heart today so you can hear. Because God wants to speak. That's the first condition, is our heart's a little bit hardened. The second one we'll pick up in verse number six. Jesus goes on, he continues in this story. He says, some of these seeds, they fell on the rock, and as it grew up, or as it tried to grow up, it withered because it had no moisture. What I think the second condition is, if the first one is a hardened heart, the second condition where it can be hard to hear from God is if we've got an immature heart. Now, the first one we illustrated with Avia, our four-year-old, and so let me illustrate this one with Alencia, our two-year-old. Again, princess, ultra cute. Sometimes hard of hearing. Alencia is now at the age where she knows what I'm saying. 
When she was one, and I would say, share Elsa with your sister, well, she might not know what I was saying. And so that was an immaturity thing. But now I know she's, she's two and a half, and she knows what, she knows what the word, you know, sometimes she pretends like she doesn't know what the word share means, but girl understands what, basically everything I'm saying, she now understands, even though she tries to hide it. But when she was one year old, there was a lot of things I said that she couldn't comprehend. And I think it's a picture of sometimes our inability to hear from God. So we just got an immature heart. We can't hear from God. There's some growing up that we need to be able to do if we're going to understand what the voice of God sounds like and what God is actually saying to us. In my own life, I've just discovered that maturity happens in the context of being around some people that challenge me and lead me closer to Jesus. You cannot mature on your own. No, God's designed for us to grow with one another. I need people in my life. I will so easily drift if there's not people who are constantly, hey, can I just challenge you right there? Can I just, can I just, can I just call your thinking there? Like, it's, we don't want this, but God wants to mature us. Sometimes it's the reason we can't hear God. It's just there's this immaturity in our hearts. God wants to build us up. God wants to to grow us. Sometimes I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll hang out a lot with, you know, people maybe in the lobby or, or different times in church life as a pastor. People will say, you know, I need some direction in this area. I need some, I need some wisdom. How do I go? Where should I go? And how does it, how does it look? And so often the way people approach these decisions is I'll say, well, what are you thinking? And they'll say a list of pros and cons. Here's the, here, well, if I go this way, this is what would be good about it. This is what would be bad about it. But if I go this way, this is what would be good, and this is what would be bad. And I'll so often just interrupt as the way, you know, mentors of mine have, and I'll just say, hey, can I just, can I just challenge you on something? Have you been asking God? Do you feel like you've taken time to listen to what God would speak to your heart? And so often people, oh, that's such a good idea. Here's what will happen. If you make major life decisions off of a list of pros and cons, when you start to walk that path, you will easily give up when it is not the easy path. Why? Because you chose it thinking it had the most positives. But if you get a word from God and you get on the path and you get some maturity and some people in your life to help sharpen you so you can hear the voice of God, if you get on that path and you've got people calling out the champion you on a regular basis, you will stay on that path when it gets hard or not because you didn't choose it because it looked positive. You chose it because you believe that was what God wanted you to do with your life. Come on, there's a difference between I sort of want what God wants and I'm going to do whatever it takes to walk the path that God has. I talked right through that clap. That was going to be a good clap right there. I talked right through it. <laughs> Thank you, God. God's speaking. Oh, how good is it to know God is speaking, and he just needs us to actually sometimes mature a little bit so we can hear what he's saying. Come on. We need to mature being around the right people. Maybe God would speak to you today and say, hey, it's time. Maybe it's time for you. Just You need to get into a resonate group. You need to and listen, it's not about us trying to grow a groups ministry in our church. Like, honestly, if, if you think it's about us trying to grow a groups ministry, join a group of people that love Jesus outside of our church. Like, I don't care. I'm just saying, like, you need people that love Jesus in your life that are leading you closer to Jesus. So you maybe just, God's just like, here, you need to be intentional about growing up. Who you, who you around? Who's in your life? Who's speaking into your world? Come on, somebody. God's speaking. God's speaking. Sometimes our heart's just a little too hard to hear. Sometimes a little too, 
immature. And then here's a third condition where we can't hear God's voice. In verse 14, Jesus said there was some seed, and this one, this fell among the thorns. They are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. Cares, riches, and pleasures. I think the third way we can find it hard to hear God's voice is if we've got a distracted heart. Cares, riches, and pleasures. Now notice, Jesus does not say cares, riches, and pleasures are bad. God designed pleasure. He gives riches and he cares. Okay, so these are all good things. These are not problem things. You can have cares, riches, and pleasures. The issue is not having them. The issue is if they're getting in the way of you hearing God's voice. If they matter more to you than God's voice. If you care more about them than you do about whatever it takes, I'm going after God. It's a distracted heart. How do we keep our hearts from being distracted? How do we keep our hearts from focusing on the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life? Again, I believe that you want to hear God's word. I think probably everyone in this room or close to it, you would say, if God's speaking, I really want to know what he's saying. I think that's probably all of us. The problem is we just can't hear. And so how do we, how do we dial this in? You know, the reason I think we struggle with a distracted heart is that, is that we go to God and we'll say this. We'll say, God, if you will tell me where to go, then I'll go there. God, if you'll give me your voice and direction, I'm going to follow you. And we get the order wrong. Throughout the Bible, we see that's not the way God approaches us. Watch this in Proverbs 3. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So step one, go all in for God. In all your ways, everything you're doing, go after God. And then what's going to happen? He's going to direct your path. You see, so often we want the Noah word from God. The Noah word is like, Noah, go do this thing. And we think, man, when God tells me where to go and what to do, I'm a follower, but I can't really hear his voice. The thing is, God is saying, no, flip it around. You go all in for me, and then I'm going to direct you. Proverbs 16, 3 says, commit whatever you do to the Lord. He's going to give you a plan for success. So start with committing. And then God's going to come along. And he's going to give you some plans for success. Now, why does God do this? God, yes, is in the guidance business. But it's not his number one priority. See, God doesn't want you in love with a plan. He wants you in love with a person, Jesus Christ. God doesn't want you obsessing about a plan. He wants you obsessing about Jesus. God doesn't want your heart abandoned to a plan. He wants your heart all in for Jesus. So that's why God always says, you come after me first, and then I'll give you a plan for success. So often we think God's will is like some sort of path that we tiptoe to make sure that we don't. It's like some, it's like, it's like the drunk sobriety test. It's like, I got to make sure I'm just like, and, it's, and you think if I wobble a little bit, I'm off. No, God's will for your life, it's like a football field. There's a lot of ways you can get to the end zone. And the thing that God is calling you to do is not to try and worry about what play to run next. Just go all in. As Pastor Troy said today, get connected on the dream team. Come on, just go all in. Whatever it takes, I'm going after it. Why? Because then he'll direct your paths. He'll give you plans for success. I don't just sort of want what God wants for my life. I am all out abandoned for what God has. Because listen, there's no life like that. You can hear God's voice. I was talking to a guy this morning on our team, dream team, Charles, amazing story. He's just telling me, and, and I won't, you know, I've said his name, so I just, sorry, like, it's like, if I tell Pastor Shane something before the service, I'm in the message. Well, 
It was a great story. I won't tell the whole story, but basically he just said uh, that he heard from God in a, in a meaningful, significant, powerful way that literally has changed his life. Just hurt, like, man, just that feeling of hearing from God. I mean, it was just like he ran right up to me this morning, like, oh, I've, like, I've heard from God this in my own life this week several times where I was just in prayer, and I was so thankful on the week I'm speaking about hearing from God. It was like I'm walking, and all of a sudden it's just like stop, and I'm like, I felt like God's just speaking right to my heart. Why? Maybe God needs to deal with a little bit of hardness in your heart. Maybe there's just some maturing he's calling you. Maybe there's some distractions you need to get rid of. Listen, I have them myself. This brings us to the last one. This last soil, Jesus says, some fell onto good soil, and it grew, and it yielded a hundredfold. I think this is a picture of a ready heart. It's just ready for God's word. Ready to hear God's voice. Responsive. You know what I love about this last one is that, is that Jesus said that when we hear God's voice, we're in a position to reproduce and really make a difference. It didn't just hear God's voice. No, it produced like a hundredfold. And I thought this was so cool as we head into the most outreach beyond ourselves series of the whole year that we get to land on this idea of hearing from God but not just hearing from God hearing from God in a way that impacts other people can I just tell you I've said this to you before um, if you want a prayer that I think God will answer guaranteed 100% or at least in my own life he has ask God God who is there in my life that you're reaching to right now I think, man, if this morning you just took some time, maybe when we respond and worship in a few minutes and said, God, who are you reaching towards in my life? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure God's going to put someone on your heart. God's going to speak to your heart. You say, oh, maybe that's just like, that's just me and my mind thinking. No, there'll be something in your heart that you'll know it's just a little bit deeper than like I just thought of someone. No, it's God speaking. And, and here's the thing. I think this is a great time to say this, especially as we head into an invite week. Like sometimes I think when we talk about about reaching people who are far from God. We talk about inviting people to church. I think sometimes we can get a little bit Christian weird about this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, rather than just being excited about something awesome, just being like, hey, this is awesome, and this is awesome. You know, we'll go up to our friends, and we'll be like, hey, do you want to come to church with me? Because, like, I got to win you to Jesus. It's like, win what? You know, like... <laughs> No, like, they're just, they're just excited about what God's doing in our lives. Like, you just, like, you know what I mean? We just love people. It's not like we're trying to fulfill some Christian obligation. You don't need to stress on whether people say yes. You just need to be normal. And <laughs> have invite cards and just, just whatever. You know, like, because God speaks. God speaks to your heart. Put someone, you don't even have to stress. God will take care of the rest. So this morning, as we, as, we, as we lean in to hear from God today, maybe you're here and, and just, you know, God's going to deal with a little bit of the hardness today. Yeah, our hearts are just going to be receptive to hear from him. 
Or maybe you're here and you say, yeah, I need to mature a little bit. You know, God's going to begin to put some people on your mind. Yeah, I need to get around some people. Can lead me a little bit closer to Jesus. Can walk arm in arm with me because I have a tendency to just kind of go my own way. Or, or maybe there's that, there's that third there's that third way. You, just, you know there's some distractions. Your career isn't God-focused. Your family, you're, just, you're not putting God first. And you just say, you know, today, God, I'm just going to put you in the top shelf. I'm going to give you every area and corner of my life because I trust from there. I'm going to be able to hear your voice. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? Thank you, God. Oh, God, you are so good. I thank you, God, that we can actually hear your voice, God. Even in this room, in the stillness of this moment, God, we, we cry out like that little baby. God, we need to hear from you. We posture our hearts to hear from you, God. God, speak to our hearts. I invite you all over the room to stand as we go back into a time of worship. God, I pray that we would begin to, to be in a place, God, where our hearts are softened and we know that you're speaking to us. God, thank you for your presence in this place. God, I know so many, God, in this place who will have struggled and thought, I've never really heard from God before. How do I hear from God? God, in this place, I pray, Lord, we begin to be able to lean in closer and hear your voice. In Jesus' name. Go back to the beginning Can't control what tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle Is the place where you promised to be You come 
hearing God's voice, that the part of God's voice you've never heard before is that he loves you and he's got a plan for your life. And he will, if you will allow him to forgive your sin, give you new life. In fact, the Bible says much more than that, life eternal. And you know you're in the room today and you've never heard God's voice say, come on, I'm going to deal with that past and that sin. And I'm just going to give you a brand new life, all things new, salvation and freedom and forgiveness. Maybe you one time made that decision, but you walked away from God and that you're also in this place knowing that you just need to hear that voice from God today. What we're gonna do is in a moment, I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, that's just a moment of decision where I'm gonna invite you. If that's you, you've never made that decision in your life or today, you know you're just far from God. You tell you need to make that decision. I'm gonna invite you to shoot your hand up. And raising your hand won't save you. It's just that moment of decision to say, today's my day and I'm gonna make a faith decision. And no one's going to call you out, send you out, embarrass you. In fact, all we're going to do is just pray as a, as a whole room together today. But you'll be praying in your heart. So if that's you, you'd say, yeah, today I need to make a decision to surrender my life to Jesus, to go all in. Today I want to become a Christian or recommit my life to following God. If that's you in the room today, would you just shoot your hand up on the count of three? One, two, three. This is your moment of 
decision. It's just between you and God saying, yeah, today I'm, I'm going to lean in and go all in with God. Yeah. Anyone else you'd say, yeah, today's my day. Just this moment between you and God. I might not have seen your hand. It doesn't matter. God sees. So we're going to pray together. A prayer of believing faith. You say, is that it? Don't I need to do more than that? No, salvation is a gift from God. The Bible repeatedly calls it a free gift. Why did God do it that way? He wanted you to know it was all Him and not you. So that forevermore we will worship. Come on, that's why we worship with hands up and we just go for it in this place. Because it was all God and not us. So if today you're making that decision, you raised your hand or you wanted to but didn't, let's pray this. Come on church, let's help everyone who's praying this. Let's all pray this. Say, dear Jesus, I'm giving you my whole life. My full surrender. I'm all in to follow you. Forgive me. Make me brand new. Thank you for forgiving my sin and giving me new life. Help me follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Let's put our hands together for those that prayed that today.